0: Hello. How are you? How are you. I am. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a long time since we've chatted. It's been a long time since we have chatted. So I'm excited. I was just giving a bit of an introduction to you and uh, that, well, I didn't say that we've all, we've known each other for, I'm going to say over 20 years. It's been longer than that, but you know, just like, so Rachel and I, uh, we used to work at The Gap together and uh, yeah, we used to cross paths. I was over in Canada at the time and um, she was down in the States, and I think that's still the plan for you. You're still living in the States. I am I am and I'm in Texas now Not in I was
1: in California when we met, um, but currently I moved to Austin, Texas um, Let's see eight months ago oh, or so. Okay. Hey, okay, Austin. town. I, I love it. Yeah, it's fun, fun And there's
0: no snow. That's the reason I moved so <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I'm still in Canada where there's been snow But we don't have snow here because I live on the west coast So it comes for like two days and then we're all in a panic and then it goes away. <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Rachel, it's so great to have you on here. So I mentioned to so people that you've got a background in education and kinesiology. You're an ICF coach, but the key thing that we're going to talk about today—not just that your background is nothing—it's more like how you got to this point because you're on this. Uh, you know, you you talked about it. Uh, I said in I saw in your bio there 50 years of generating joy, right. and on the planet to do, which is amazing. And now you're doing this like with your clients. All the time so tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you help your clients out yeah and a little bit just about how I got there too
1: again when we met so I spent about 15 years or so in the corporate world which you know I loved I loved getting to know women I loved getting to be able to support people in that way but in some self-discovery really found that for me I wanted I did really want to help people find joy and be good at what they do. So my way of doing that is helping people find joy and satisfaction, it's not the right word, joy is really the right word, in their own bodies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So helping them figure out how do I feel best in my own body so that I can then go out and be a really kick-ass Entrepreneur or a really great business person or a great mom or a great partner or whatever But for me, it really started with helping women feel some men But mostly women feel good about themselves so have that stable foundation mm-hmm. to go out and
0: be their amazing selves amazing. She's gonna be talking about healthy habits um, That we can incorporate and not just things that are gonna take like a amount of time and that we need to have this like you know access to the, um, the best, like, fridges and all this sort of stuff and chopping up food for days, um, but, like, quick tips that we can do and incorporate. And knowing that the theme of this week, too, with the virtual summit is for midlife women entrepreneurs so is going to definitely talk a lot about, like, what we can be doing at the, in our life and just knowing, um, you know, what's available to us. But, Rachel, before we get started, because you're also an entrepreneur, and this This week is devoted to women entrepreneurs. I wanted to know if we could go a little bit behind the scenes and talk about your business for a few minutes and just your life as an entrepreneur. Sure. Absolutely.
1: Um, I guess the first thing I would say is, one, when I finally figured out what my purpose is, and I know that sounds a little woo-woo for some people, but really when I figured out why I'm here on this earth um, is really, again, to bring people joy um, and to really live into and really live into that and know that that is, um, that actually can be a purpose in business. I think for a long time, I like felt like I had to have all of the concrete answers and the education and all of the stuff that feels or looks like on the outside that you need. But really for me, I'm like, I just, I really just want to make people happy. And I think happy people work better and do better things and can be better people in life. So when I that out. Oh, we lost your voice there for a bit. Yeah, maybe
0: someone's coming in.
1: Yeah. The purpose. I mean, my, the first part of my career was helping people be a little more strategic in their own business, and I thought that is not like that's not my forte. That's yours, probably, Brenda. That is not like where I live my my life. My life is really helping people again. Like I said, be their best selves. So my entrepreneurial journey. I started out. I was in my late 30s and thought. I Really like the wellness field so I went back got a master's degree in kinesiology not necessarily necessary But for me I came from that education background, That that's important right. um, but so then I felt like, like I had the knowledge for the Journey right so wellness for me is just part of how I can help people be happy So I started out was a personal trainer for a while worked at gyms was nothing Nothing against that. Gyms are great. I love when people go to gyms. You just don't make a lot of money there. So I thought, okay, I know how to do the business side of things. So I'm gonna um, use my network and really start to work with people one on one. So that's what I did for a long time. Worked with people one on one. Went to their homes right. to do personal training. Helped them with their eating. Helped them with that. Helped them with their accountability. And what I was finding was my background allowed me to have really interesting conversations with these women and helping them figure out how do I fit this wellness piece into my life so it's not separate than my life it's just part of my life got it awesome right yeah
0: when you look back on that whole trajectory and where you are now what like knowing what you know now as an entrepreneur and building up to where you are what would you tell your newbie self when you decide to go into business for yourself just do it I mean, just
1: do it and don't be afraid. I mean so that would probably be my first thing. Just do it. But the second thing is that do not underestimate the power of relationships. Mm. And don't underestimate the power of relationships of what can that person do for me now. Okay, I have no idea why balloons all of a sudden once in a while like happen on my on my zoo. <laughs> I've not figured that out yet, yeah, but I'm glad that they do. So we're celebrating. <laughs> um But I think it's the power of relationships and building relationships in a really authentic manner that you are doing what you can to support that other person. And you never know, like 10 years later, 15 years later, who knows, 15 days later, but it all, and as women, we need that and we like that and we enjoy that piece of it. So don't ever underestimate that power of servitude maybe is the word like what can you do live your live your gift live your life but then give that freely and i don't i don't say free as in don't make money at what you're doing because i think you also need to claim that piece of it yeah but give of yourself and the the universe supports you we support each other as women it just right. it just happens
0: well and i was doing this because i said earlier and new people are are coming right now May not have heard this intro but Rachel for over 20 years we used to work together at the gap um we haven't connected in a while and just really in the last like sort of three four months we got reconnected again and uh and now she's in my summit so you know it's these things happen right and don't you know don't underestimate like oh i haven't talked to this person in five years would they ever want to reconnect with me again yeah like lots of Happened in the last five years, especially when we think about midlife women It's like depending on what our past has been as far as friends family um, our careers, etc uh, There's lots of things that have been changing for people, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think now more than ever like I really do think I,
1: I think about that word connection a lot I think now more than ever especially given the actual history. That's you know, we were in COVID mm-hmm. we were so we we're so insular and insulated for a long time that the world right now really does need even more than ever that connection and that connectivity and that support of each other. So
0: I love that. Um, yeah. As an entrepreneur, too, I'm always curious. What's the number one thing that you're doing this year to grow your community, grow your email list? It's always a topic i ask entrepreneurs yeah well i probably need a little bit of help with that
1: because that's really that's probably not where i'm like, the best at but one of the things that i am doing and um, i suppose a little self-promotion plug here is I, I did start a wellness community so for people to come yes there are going to be lots of tips or you know it's all the the stuff that you need in terms of meditation and exercise and um, eating, nourishing our bodies. So there's lots of content there, but really trying just to connect, mostly women, but connect people to each other and celebrate those healthy choices that we're making. Because it doesn't need to be. I always say, make good choices, and it's not about making perfect choices or making the best choice, but it's about consistently making good choices. That's what kind of moves our, our um, ourselves forward. I, you know, in business, but definitely in our in our own health. So yeah, I, doing that, and then you know, probably reaching out to you at some point to just say, "Okay, how oh, do I grow my email list?"
0: So, <laughs> well, well oh, connection, I, connection. Right? <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it's a loaded question, but it's more—it's mostly because I'm always curious because people have different various ways of um, growing their businesses, and I'm—I'm I'm curious, especially for women, because I—I I find that there is a, a constant theme of collaboration, connection, building the relationships. It's almost relationships first before a process. So I love that. Um, Yeah, and I think for
1: me too, if, you know, if I look at this year, but then the next couple of years, and I think it kind of similarly follows your journey as well, is I'm really focused on, well, I love the one-on-one interaction and the one-on-one connection with people. I also, you know, being, I'll be 52 this year, so looking at what does this look like in the next five to 10 years, and really it's about how do I provide that support and celebration and joy in people's lives, um, Mm -hmm in a bigger sense so that I'm not tied to, well, I'm not tied to space right now because I'm all virtual, but I also don't want to be tied to actual time all of the oh. time either, right? So figuring that out and so that, I don't know where that exactly is going to take me, but I just know that I in, I love the flexibility, I love the digital space that we're in and trying to figure out where that,
0: where that goes. Awesome, okay. okay, well, we'll talk further. Oh. <laughs> I need some help. Uh- I want to again welcome everyone that's joining in live. We've got quite a few people here So tell us where you're from. Let us know your questions Rachel's gonna be talking about daily habits um, that w- us as midlife women entrepreneurs business owners business leaders Maybe we're still in our corporate um, career and we're thinking about entrepreneurship But we're also thinking maybe I can't get started because you know, it's you know, I can't get it all done right now Right. I can't take care of the body. I can't take care of the home. I can't take care of work Never mind starting my own business. That's kind of also the theme of this week, too As this said, if you're thinking about leaving um, your corporate job to start up entrepreneurship But you're putting up these sort of barriers to doing it folks like Rachel just even talking about her enjoy Method and what that looks like in daily habits can help you so let's get into it Rachel What what are some of these daily habits that we should be conscious of as women especially yeah? With- well, I think the first thing I would
1: say Brenda is that I do believe that this whole wellness space while i'm a part of it and i love it we get a little bit overboard i mean if you read any of the things about okay i do believe a good morning practice is a good thing but if you read all of the things about that you're supposed to include in your morning routine it's like it's like all of a sudden it's noon and you haven't even done any work right i mean you've done a whole bunch of work on yourself but that is not realistic in terms of how we actually can you know run a business have a family have a social life do all those things so For me, it's about starting super, super small Mm -hmm. because for me, and again, I can talk about the specific habits, but it's also about the habit, right? We need to um, stop using motivation as our like shining star in terms of creating a different wellness, different wellness choices for us. And we need to, we need to start developing some small habits. So I call them simply habits. Um, and we just need to pick one to start with just one. So I kind of look at things and I talk to women about what area of your life. I talk about pauses, pushups and plants. So pauses meditation, okay. ups, actually doing some workouts. So maybe some pushups, uh, plants, you know, really trying to incorporate good nourishing food into your body. So start, start somewhere. Like I don't really care of those three things. Oh. You can get to the end result pick one. Pick one.
0: So, pauses, push-ups, or plants. Yeah. So, you know, you could do all one from, like, you know, uh, an activity from all three or a habit from all three or pick one and just sort of, like, own it, do it. I love what you said, too, earlier about motivation. Sometimes I feel like motivation becomes a bit of a weapon. Like, it's kind of a threat to me. Like, I have to myself, right? And it never feels good, and I – well, I end up just dropping it. Like, I'll I'll stay with it for five days or something, and then it, you know, it just drops off. I literally can't even get through – seven day week. Um, because then I just feel like I'm kind of punishing myself around it. So not using motivation, rah, rah, go, go. Cause it sometimes can flip into like guilt or shame. So I think of motivation one kind of as an emotion. So if we use it correctly, mm-hmm. it can help us get started,
1: but it's also like a magnet that it can pull you, but it also can repel you from that same thing. Okay. Right. So let's use it in the way that it's helpful, but then let's not rely on it. Let's rely on actual habits. So for example, let's. Let's pick, let's pick one. Let's say I want to be a better, I want to, I want to start <laughs> meditating. Okay. So I'm going to start meditating. So how do I, how do I do that? I talk about that in four different steps. So I'm not tied to this acronym TOAC right now. Cause it doesn't really run, you know, spill off my tongue. So I'm working on that piece, but four different steps. So the first step is the target. Like what do you actually, like, what do you actually want to do? So, and we can kind of Delve in, asking lots of the what and the why questions there. But you have to have a target. Like I want to, at some point, meditate for ten minutes every morning. Okay, okay. that's the that's the that's the end goal. The second the O then in this is what's your opening move? Mm. Okay, so where are we going to start? We don't start with ten minutes. We have to start super super small, right? We also then the A we have to uh, we have to tie it to something else we're already doing. So an anchor. So, in order to create a new habit, we really need to think about what are we already doing that we can tie it to, so it doesn't seem so foreign and so out of my like out of my realm. Like walking my dog midday, can I meditate while walking my dog midday? Sure. Okay. Or maybe before you go okay. to walk your dog, you say, "I'm going to meditate for a minute okay. before I take my dog for a walk. I am going to have my own personal time. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to breathe deep for one minute, right? Okay. And then to see, you have to celebrate. So you have, to get, you have to give yourself, and it doesn't need to be big. It can be a high five in the mirror. It can be a pat on the back. It can be random balloons happening during your Zoom call. Okay. So I don't know, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, but those are the four steps. You have to pick the what. What's the end goal? Yeah. But what's the first little step? So let's say I want to start going to the gym. Great. That's great. My first step might be laying on my workout clothes the night yes. before. Or seriously, Brenda, sleeping in your workout clothes. I've been known to do that. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm like, okay, I don't even want to get dressed in the morning I just want to like put my shoes on and go so it's about what is that first little step and then do that And again tie it to something else. So, you know waking up in the morning um, Maybe when you're doing your coffee, you're gonna do doing your coffee when you're making your coffee You say I'm gonna do five squats oh. while I make my coffee because I got a little movement in right and I Was making my coffee anyway, right? And then you tie to that and then celebrate, you know, again, the high five or give yourself a pat on the back. I have this um, story about a woman that I was working with and she, so I do work with women one-on-one, so I have personal training. So one, once a week we worked out and I'm like, okay, once a week's it's a great start. You also need to do it on your own. Like I can't be there every day with you because that's just not feasible for either of us. Um, so we tried, she's like, I'm like, 20 minutes on a Saturday morning, just do it on a Saturday morning, 20 minutes, great. For like a month, every Saturday. Nope, couldn't do it, couldn't do it, couldn't do it. So I'm like, five minutes, you're going to get on your Peloton for five minutes. So she's got on her Peloton five minutes, like two years later, now she's working out three days a week on her own. Right. right? But I mean, start even that small. It's not really about the what. It's about the creating our mindset and creating the habit to do yeah. the thing.
0: I think that's important like even just sort of showing that example with that um client of yours because ideally that would be me i would want to be like oh so rich i want to do like work out three days a week that's the goal i want to motivate myself so i'm already like at that three-year mark now but there's so many little incremental things that i need to get over before i get to that ultimate goal of working out three days a week where it probably just comes naturally to her now versus you know like it's contrived i have to force myself i have to make myself Feel guilty if I don't get out of bed and then do my workout, you know, and then I and then I put myself down when I reach for another stretch of pants.
1: I mean, it's just, it's just again, it's building into right now. It like you said, it's part of who she mm-hmm. is now. It wasn't part of who she was before, but she could wrap her head around it's part of who I am that I get up on Saturday morning and get on the Peloton for five minutes. Okay, she's like, I can wrap my brain around that, and I'm like, Yeah, and then like you said, in three years. I'm not going to, you're not going to only do five minutes a day for three years. That is not the goal. The goal is this, but if you don't start training your brain, just like when you were a little kid, you probably didn't think about learning how to brush your teeth every day, but I'm guessing we all do it because it's just a habit because it's part of who we are, right? So starting small Mm -hmm. and creating that space of part of who I am. I get up and I do this.
0: Do you find, um, with working with clients that are, you know, midlife women, um, like what I used to do and what used to like be my movement of choice, like my exercise of choice, um, or like, cause we're, we're now talking about sort of like movement as far as like yeah. working out or something, you know, do you find that it's different now for some women, right? Like, I mean, I used to be a like, big time hardcore skier. I like to take green runs now. I don't like, in my mind when I ski my partner is still, like, hardcore, like, triple black diamonds, all that just sort of stuff, poles, <laughs> coolers, everything. And I'm, like, ah, I'm going to do the green run because, for me, I'm, like, I don't want to, like – I don't I – well, I had someone – I had a kid, nine-year-old snowboarder run into me, like, um, seven years ago, and that was really painful. And I was, for like, two years of skiing. um. So, my head, I'm always, like, I don't want to fall because I'm midlife now, and I think about, like <laughs> – and like, it takes longer for bones to heal, and all this different of things. So, I'm going to add things more like, yeah, I want to move my body, but I, I'm not interested in doing like these high um, dopamine, you know, f- thrill seeking activities anymore. But not to say that I'm sedentary either. So, like, what sort of like transitions are you seeing some women make that way where it's like we're still moving our body, we're still like getting our brain going? Um, but we're not necessarily going after those like high impact things. Yeah, I think that is, I mean, and that's, you say that in such a good way. And
1: I think that, I think there's two things in there for me and I believe me, I struggle with this myself. I mean, I really do because I used to do iron mans. I do that. And not to say that I'm not to say that people cannot continue to do that wherever they're at, but that just doesn't fill me with joy anymore. So one, it's the mindset shift of it's okay. And it's also about where is my body today and what fills me with joy and what do I find fun? Like where, like, where is that? So let's take a step back and talk about that. I will say though, the, in what's in our favor as we are midlife. It's so weird to say, Brenda, that we're midlife, that we're midlife women, um, that it's in our favor that, 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 that the research actually supports the ways the different ways in which we want to move our body. So it's not about going all out all the time. It's not about even some of the HIT classes that we're taking because we need to also understand the power of cortisol in our body and that huge dopamine hit and that cortisol then, you know, gets raised in our body. And unfortunately then that's harder for us to lose weight. It's not as safe. So it's
0: that's the other thing. Thing, I think just reality is depending on where you're at when you talk about midlife where you're at in perimenopause menopause But sleep hello, it's like if I yeah So I find and not to interrupt you here but like you know have a sedentary day and have a bad sleep or I can have like I'm kind of The extreme or i right? like we have like this high impact we go for like a 10k hike somewhere crazy or you know Some lake loop and then I still can't sleep that night. So I find when I just have like a balance between you know what i'm just gonna have a uh a, a 30 minute ride in my peloton this morning take the dog for a walk not have caffeine so much after two o'clock you know i find that i have a better sleep i can i can get myself to sleep yes
1: 100 percent. and the research is supporting that as well is that this moderate exercise now you do need a couple hits of once in a while so I'm like let's go all out but what that means is maybe if you are Running, you're hiking, you're doing something that there's a couple of minutes of hard, mm-hmm. but not all the time and not as often as we think we do. So, our bodies are meant to move. So, it's the other whole thing about, okay, I'm working out and then I'm just gonna take a rest day. Like, our bodies don't understand, like, what does that mean? Like, that does not mean like sit on your couch. Rest day means that, again, we are backing it off just a little bit. But yes, we need, I think, two things. One, find something that you really enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. find some movement that you really enjoy and don't berate yourself that it's different than how you liked to move your body when you were 25. Yeah. That's fine. It's not any better or worse. It's just we need to be better connected. And when we're connected, mind, body, spirit, we then choose activities that are beneficial not just for our bodies but for our brains and that's at the same time for our mental health. So we're doing both, yeah, both things. Like I always tell people like so when I work with people as a personal trainer, yeah, it's mostly about strength training and yes, we all need to do some sort of strength training for our bone health and for our body health. But do you not love it? Like, let's figure out something that feels like strength training, but isn't actually strength training. Is it like hardcore gardening? Is it doing I don't know, is it something else? Is it skiing? Is it something oh. that still is some like body weight strength stuff? Because if you're skiing, your quads are, you know,
0: well, gardening. You feel it? Oh god, gardening's just like doing squats. I was like doing some spring cleaning the other day out in my garden, and it was just like, oh, afterwards, I'm like my glutes are you, Yeah. Yeah. Bag. Yeah. So those are all good things. You, so you talked about before, pause, um, push, push, ups push up and plants apart. And then plants, I want to hear about plants from you.
1: Yeah. So, and not everybody needs to take my same journey, yep. but I will say that whatever, whatever diet that you can think about there, except for the silly carnivore diet. So I'm sorry, but I do have a little bit of bias Wait, that where you, you have like a burger for breakfast with bacon (laughs) nothing else I mean it's all the sad Um, but my whole thing is no diet will say don't eat more plants don't eat more green like green things right so plants no I am 100% plant-based you are um yeah so uh, Yeah. yeah so I I I started Doing I started being a vegetarian when I was living in California actually when I was working for Gap So I started back 25 years ago or so um, With the vegetarian stuff and then it just kind of moved and I just my body just feels better. My digestion feels better I'm not saying that it's for for every body Everybody we're all an N of one. We all have to decide what makes sense for ourselves But for me that just makes sense for myself, but nobody says don't eat more, you know, Vegetables. So I always say, talk about like, so when I talk about plants, it's about how do we design our plates? So if you can design your plate and think about the vegetable and then the protein and then fill it in with everything else, then we're getting all the macro and micronutrients that we need in our lives. So,
0: yeah, Uh, we've started to, um, my uh, now I'm just down to like two of us in the house because my eldest daughter's gone away to university and my younger one is here. Um, so three nights a week four nights a week sometimes out of like a seven-day week. We'll do plant-based dinner So, um breakfast we have together lunch. She's off at school. I'm doing my thing um, but during the, during the week, we'll try to do Two to three plant-based dinners like we had this amazing quesadilla dinner the other night and we used a uh, cashew cheese queso spread uh, and then that really like that was amazing because then we weren't using dairy cheese and also we didn't need to have the meat that kind of bulked things up with and then we just loaded it up with vegetables onions um peppers broccoli we put broccoli in our, in our Yeah, quesadilla. i i love broccoli broccoli is so and it's so good for you so. everything sauteed like it just like tastes great and you still had the mexican spice to it to make it a quesadilla yeah. and throw up with salsa and then instead of um uh sour cream <clears throat> excuse me we used uh, non-dairy yogurt right it had a little bit more of that sort of sour taste to it but it was great and then it was you know non-dairy as well so yeah what i
1: will say is a couple of things is one the non-dairy space and the plant-based space has become so much so easy i mean really i mean you can make those choices if you want to um the one thing i do and this sounds kind of counter Intuitive to what I say because I am 100% plant-based I don't ever say somebody should switch from what they're eating to a hundred percent plant-based again It's the same as I say with habits is slow and steady right. and consistent So if you want to make some changes Make them slow and the reason is and the more and more we are finding out about our gut microbiome mm-hmm. Is that your gut microbiome likes what you feed it because those that stuff those bugs are growing in your body and you're like okay, if I feed it You know consistent diet this is no judgment about anything but if you can whatever your consistent diet is those that's what's growing those are the microbiome that's growing in your your gut right Mm -hmm. so if we go from here all the way to way over here it's like I don't even know how to digest that so that's why people are like when I have vegetables when I have especially like broccoli or cauliflower Mm -hmm. or things to begin with people are like I don't feel good so I want to go back to what I was doing before well of course, because all of a sudden you're like trying to feed your body something that is nourishing, but that you don't have the microbiome to actually digest. Yeah. So I,
0: take it slow. I, I don't know if that, that's necessarily a later in life thing or I'm just more conscious about what I'm eating. But again, it's that what we were talking about earlier, that motivator, that sort of like, you know, uh guilt or shame motivator that's like, okay, I have to like eat more greens. And then it's like, so then we doubled down on it for like two weeks. And then I'm like, yeah, I don't feel so great. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't, and you don't feel
1: so great. And I, I totally get that. You don't feel great because you have not built up that microbiome to help to digest all those micronutrients,
0: you know, ease into it. And that could be even like simply like some of the things I do is like, you know, I'll put some spinach in my like leafy green spinach in my smoothie or something. Right. Like it doesn't. Be like oh i have to have like a like you know eating kale just right off the stock <laughs> gradually added it into your diet
1: yeah well and i tell people too and they're like really I'm like seriously once you start your body craves like your cravings like our mind got like connection and we're still finding out more about that i mean there's a oh, a lot of research on depression and other things and again this is not my forte or not my space but there's a lot of research being done now about the mind gut reaction sure. and so yeah. it's not a funny thing when people say my gut told me this or my gut I feel like this is in my gut feeling I mean that it's a thing um, but the more we feed our bodies what we want to be eating or what mm-hmm. is healthy our microbiome changes and then we'll actually I know it sounds weird, but we'll actually start craving vegetables, and you really do. You'll start craving vegetables rather than, I don't know, Cheetos or whatever. Like whatever is your thing. I mean, not that I not that I want anything to be bad. Although Cheetos might be bad, I don't like to label food as good or bad. But
0: we will start craving things that our body actually needs. Yes, for sure. I love that though. That um, our microbiome, if it's if it's containing. If if you keep feeding your microbiome a certain type of food, it's going to send all those sort of triggers to your brain, right, saying get more of that food because it's like like a Petri dish of, like, stuff that wants to, like, continually grow. And so if you stop feeding it that stuff gradually and start feeding it other things, it'll start converting over. I love it. Okay, so that's a good way to sort of think about your microbiome because I hear it all the time and I follow, like, folks like Andrew Huberman and he's always talking about, microbiome and he's always bringing on like food people to talk about your microbiome i'm like okay well what to me so that to me makes it like really simple it's like okay if you've been feeding it this stuff it's just gonna continually if, want it if you feed it twinkies all the time it's gonna want twinkies yeah. all the time right but if you start feeding it cauliflower
1: and broccoli yeah i get it so food indus- and i get the food industry has developed like things that cre- are exactly the amount of fat and salt and whatever to make us crave that i get it but our bodies really are craving or can crave other things if we slowly make those changes. So,
0: so this has been fascinating. Uh, and I really appreciate you being in here. I'll say to people, if you have questions, there's a lot of people that are joining on this morning, maybe as you're having your coffee, maybe as you're having your breakfast. Um, I want to ask you about coffee and caffeine because I'm hearing from, from some people. So I've started over the last week. I've no, uh, well, I'd say week, two weeks, since sort of like beginning of January. It's not a, uh, it's not a re- uh, resolution thing. It was just more like, okay, I'm going to – I noticed it more in the fall. It's, you know, colder. We had a bit of a – we had a really big cold snap in Vancouver, snow, everything. So I was drinking even more tea. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'm a tea drinker. Black tea, lots of caffeine. It's the same, sometimes even higher, they say. Um, and I was noticing like kind of like – and even feeling like uh, emotions of anxiety – through my day because of the caffeine, and I've always been a caffeine drinker. Whether that's been like 100% Coca-Cola, none of this Coke Zero stuff, like just drinking Coke. Like my in the back room, I just be like feeding. Um, and uh, so I've noticed though that if I don't have caffeine like right away when I first wake up in the morning, and maybe have it mid morning, like so right now, like even on our call, like it's. 7 in the morning vancouver time and i'm drinking my lemon water like i freshly squeezed lemon water and i put in this big mason jar glass and i drink that whole thing and sort of my my goal is like drink the glass and then you can have caffeine like kind of flush out your system a little bit and then also not like have caffeine be the first thing that you put into your body is there anything that you have like uh, you know thoughts on that yeah
1: so a, a little bit could be N of one as well, but also looking at the research. So yes, so it is. And, it's, and it was when we started this call, it was 930 mm-hmm. central my time. So yes. Yeah. So the first thing that always goes into my body is lemon water. Okay. And I also add a little bit of apple cider vinegar oh. as well, just for the cleansing oh. effect. So that is my first drink. Um, and so yeah. I think that is most important. So the first thing that you get into your body is some water. Mm -hmm. Like really, the first thing. The first thing is like giving myself a high five and being like, "This is going to be an awesome day." I said that every day before I get out of bed, Um, whether or not it's going to be true or not. But it is true then if you say it, right? It's going to be true. I'm living into my space. Um, But it's always water, and it's always. And I love the mason jars as
0: well. That is my like, I don't
1: know. Cool. Is that a Gen X thing that we're drinking out of mason jars now? I don't know,
0: but. I uh, like no offense to the Stanley Cups out there, but I'm just like I just like my mason jar. I
1: <laughs> don't have a Stanley Cup and I don't have kids, so I didn't even know about the whole Stanley Cup like thing for a little while and I'm like, what is happening? I have still my old school mason jar, so that's what I'm using. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but it's always it's some lemon because I do think that citric Acid, Or that helps us like balance ourselves in the morning. So again, I add a little bit of apple cider vinegar as well as I'm saying my little mantras in the morning Um, and then I've gone back and forth about the whole caffeine thing. So I Do think caffeine has some helpful benefits um, I also know that I am a my body just is super addictive to whatever I put in it. Mm-hmm. So I've gone 100% off of caffeine for a while. And now I'm back on. But I do drink and I have no, I mean, I wish that they, I could be a sponsor for them. But I'm not a sponsor for them. But for Sigmatic, I'm into this whole mushroom coffee. Oh, yes. Thing. So it's less caffeine. Um, so it's less caffeine, but it's still, but it also then gives me some other, the mu- the benefits mm-hmm. of the mushrooms as well. So that's what I drink. So I probably get, so in the like cups, it's maybe 50 milligrams of caffeines and I drink probably two. So maybe I get a hundred milligrams okay. of caffeine in, uh, in the morning. And again, I drink it when I a little bit like the taste. I also appreciate the benefits that I'm getting from the mushrooms and a little bit of the caffeine as well. I do think of caffeine as this, um, helpful thing you talked about sleep before sleep is so 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 even more important than we ever I think we're going to continue to learn about how much sleep is important for us and again yeah. and again well, well it's important for our brains but it's also important for all of the other things that happen during the sleep in terms of our metabolic process and all of that and I know I will say as a menopause whatever space I'm in, like hot flashy woman that sleep isn't always happening exactly the, the way I mm-hmm. wanted to um so once in a while, caffeine can be a helpful like kick, um but it's again not using all the time, and if you get into sports and you get all that other stuff, yes, caffeine can be helpful, but I think it's in moderation. the caffeine piece of it if you don't drink it, it's fine um i I think also just a little bit is also
0: fine is such a st- silly word and I shouldn't use that as the as the I, I think it's qualifier but at times though I, I was using it as a substitute to water like I was like oh I'm getting hydrated <laughs> well <laughs> half, yeah, four, my whole cup here is water especially when I'm filling it up with hot water like my tea cup yeah but then and I'm like at the end of the day it's like how many tea bags so I started actually just keeping track of my tea bags, Sometimes like, you know, and obviously, it's like, I use my tea bag, a, like a second time, because I'm like, well, if I was making a pot of tea, anyways, uh, but I was like, stacking up three or four a day. And I was like, wow, that's a lot, I think, I think I really should take that back to like, what if we took it back to two? And yeah, so keep Keeping it like under that 200 milligrams i
1: think the science and the research is kind of that that it's not a bad thing and you know the 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 qualities that you're getting in your tea in terms of the antioxidants that you're getting in your tea or in your coffee i mean those things definitely are beneficial you don't have don't start drinking coffee or tea if you're not already to just for the caffeine benefits but if you are drinking it you are getting
0: some other benefits from from what you're drinking so okay this has been great today i really appreciate it and is there any anything- Anything else that you wanted to get out today that I didn't ask you a question about that you think um everyone really should hear I think so I I think uh, I mean we talked a lot about everything that I kind of espouse to
1: to my my tribe my people um but it really just is about where do you find your joy mm-hmm. and part of our joy and you cannot um we are met- Meant to move we are meant to nourish our bodies we're meant to have some peace and stillness as well so all of those three things really are crucial to being our best selves and to really finding and experiencing our joy so I just challenge people to find that don't change everything all at once that is crazy especially as entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. that's crazy right because we're running at 5,000 miles an hour all the time but pick one thing pick one thing and then try to start as small as you can. So right. that is my, that's my thing. And pick something that will add some joy. I mean, because really we are meant to be here as, well, all of us are here to be amazing human beings. So figure out what that is. But really try to take a little bit of that time for self-care. Because yeah. that can sometimes go by the wayside.
0: Yeah. And I love what you said earlier. Celebrate it too, right? So at the end of the week. You know, what did you love about this week? I love the fact that I did four midday walks with my dog. Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah, and celebrate yourself,
1: not necessarily with food, but celebrate yourself with something. And, you know, again, even though I know it sounds silly, but the high five in the mirror, yeah. you get used to it. Look at yourself, like, in the eye, in the mirror, high five. Like, you were awesome. Like, tell yourself that. It's, it, it works. So amazing. And so,
0: Rachel, where can people find you?
1: They can find me on Instagram at enjoymyeveryday. Okay. Um, same with, well, LinkedIn, I'm Enjoy My Everyday, and Rachel Bentz. Uh Facebook, Enjoy My Everyday, and Rachel Bentz as well. And yeah, I mean, one of the things I know you'd asked about what we are, I, my gift to everybody really is to provide this, if you want a 30-minute chat, about like how can you create a habit and kind of have that be part of who you are, would love to, whoever wants that, in my Instagram, it's the second link. Okay. Um, If you're interested in joining the Enjoy community, that's the first link. No pressure about that. But the 30 minutes is absolutely free. Like, I'd love just to spend time with whoever needs a little bit of push or accountability in terms of how you create that first healthy habit.
0: I love that. And uh, when I share highlights um, from our session today on my stories, I'll make sure I'll tag that freebie to work with you for half an hour. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And then when this comes out later on in our podcast in a couple of weeks, that link will also be in there too. So people can reach out to Rachel then too if you miss getting the link today. Um Rachel, it's been fabulous having you on today and it's so great to get caught up and hear about your business and what you're doing behind the scenes. But then also obviously all the things that you're doing with clients, um especially midlife women and helping us like, you know, enjoy all the great things about our life and continue to look for that joy. So thanks for being here today. Awesome. Yeah. Good and good and I'm sure we'll connect Soon in other ways too. So I appreciate that. And
1: to your community, like I am here to be your biggest, like your biggest fan. That is really my thing. Like I'm here to celebrate you. So
0: thank you so much. Take care, Rachel. All
1: right. Thanks. Bye.